A farmer's time is valuable. That's why Blaine's Farm and Fleet has made shopping for your must-haves quick and easy. Simply order online at farmandfleet.com and pick up your items in just one hour in their convenient drive-thru. Or try Farm and Fleet's same-day local delivery option. It's Wisconsin's most complete farm show. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Yonke. Well, it looks like we're going to stay dry this week. Not necessarily as warm as you might like, but at least dry. How are you, everybody? How was your weekend? Fabulous farm mate Pam Yonke. Glad you're along with us. Well, today, not a real pretty day. Cloudy skies for the most part. 45 are expected high. Tomorrow, more clouds in 45. Wednesday, we bounce up to 46 degrees. By the time we get to Thursday, it looks pretty good. Sunshine and 56 degrees. But like I said, you'll note that uh, basically all week, it looks like we're going to stay dry. We'll find out if anybody's got rainfall in the forecast. And I know that there was talk about snow flurries as well. If you're waking up with that, please let me know. Remember, use the Midwest Farm Report talk text line. That means you can call it or you can text it. The number 877-301-3276. That's 877-301-FARM. How are things going in Eau Claire at the northern end of the world's longest barn? Bob Bosol joins the Midwest Farm Report in just moments to update you on the latest agriculture happenings. We need you and your rain gauge. It's time for the Rural Mutual Rainfall Report, and we need you to text your rainfall reports to 877-301-FARM. That's 877-301-3276. Be sure and include your name and where you're reporting from, because every month we'll pick a winner that will get a digital weather station, courtesy of the Midwest Farm Report and Rural Mutual Insurance. Premiums paid here, stay here to keep Wisconsin strong. As we think about spring planting, we think about summertime events, and this one is just a couple months away. Fabulous Farm Bay Pam Yankee at the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison, and it gives me great joy to uh, make sure and remind you that Wisconsin Farm Technology Days recently announced that it's uh, full steam ahead with that outdoor event right in your backyard, Bob. It's just down the road from uh, my backyard, Pam. Bob Bosold here at the northern end of the world's longest barn and not far from the site of this year's Farm Technology Days. Good to see World Dairy Expo is back and Farm Technology Day is back. And we're going to have some good shows in Wisconsin. This will be in July, of course, 2021 and 22. And it had to be canceled last year, but with a hole in the program for this year, kind of turned out nice. Mike Gittner is the chairman of the executive committee, and we talked to him about the show, the plans they're making, some of the changes they made from the original plan of the show a year ago, and uh, he said, we got a lot of things in place, and we're excited to put the show on in Eau Claire County this coming July. We are moving forward. We are ready to get this show underway starting July 20th through the 22nd of uh of 2021 here so we plan on being essentially the the first big ag show in wisconsin since the last year since the, uh, march of 2020 and you've talked and are in the process and will continue to be in the process of talking with uh, county health officials at least but as of now by middle of july we could have a lot of people on the grounds right yep we've started the the communication there with the, the county health department We've got some certain protocols that we're going to 
certainly uh, follow and abide by. Um, continuing with the social distancing, masks, you know, more than likely we're going to be still in that needing masks to be worn. But uh, with the show being outside and, and the size of the grounds, it gives us a lot of flexibility uh, as far as to be able to distance and be able to, you know, have a safe show that people can feel comfortable coming to. And, of course, the show will be at Hunsinger Farm Silver Springs Gardens. And they, Mike, they had to make some sacrifices because they're in the horseradish business. So this has meant an extra year of alfalfa, which is not in their regular rotation. So those folks out there have really bitten the bullet, too, to make this show come off, haven't they? Yes. Uh, Eric and uh, everybody at Huntingers and Silver Springs Food has been phenomenal to work with. They want this show to, to go on and, and be successful and, and showcase everything we have here in the Eau Claire County and, and even into the Chippewa Valley. They've been willing to do whatever it takes to, to try to have this show like you said, that, that field, you know, was supposed to go into uh, horse riders rotation here in 21, and it stayed into, into alfalfa for one more year. But but they're they're all right with that, and, and they're excited. They have been excited since it's been announced that they would be the host. And we do have a theme for this year's show. What is it? The future of farming is here. And, you know, and with that, we're showcasing a lot of, uh, you know, innovative products, you know, throughout Eau Claire and Chippewa, you know, the Chippewa area between, you know, uh, Superior Fresh, Ferguson Apple Orchard, uh, everything that Huntsinger's is doing, um, Chippewa Bean. We've got a lot of food growing here for, for food, and we want to showcase that and showcase all the new technologies that are, that are being utilized here. And again, Mike Gittner is with us, who is the chairman of the executive committee for Farm Progress Days 2021 in Eau Claire County. Well, what kind of progress are we making out on the grounds? We're into spring already, and, you know, July gets here in a hurry. What's being done out on the uh, actual grounds as far as getting things laid out? Do you got to have some things built to unload trucks? How far along are we, Mike? We are working through as far as our, our map for how the 10th city goes. That's that's pretty close to being finalized. And with that, we actually have uh, yesterday, or April 5th there, we had moved our basically our grounds headquarter trailer is sitting out there so if you're driving down south on 37 towards from eau claire to mondovi and there there's a trailer sitting out in the middle of the field that's the the grounds headquarters and within the month we should have a um, a loading dock set out there for for when things start arriving and and that to be unloaded off the semis and uh in we're looking june we should be starting to do some staking of, of where the tents and how everything's getting laid out. So, yeah, so things are progressing progressing along pretty fast. Well, the show will be Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday, July 20th, 21st, and 22nd from uh, about 9 to 4. But there is a change in plans. You had expected to do some uh, longer hours on Wednesday. What's been the change there, Mike? With everything that kind of happened there, we, we decided to really put our focus on on the main show and we decided to go and scrap the the original plan of having extended hours for wednesday night and kind of to replace that uh we're we're working closely with the chamber and local restaurants there in in the eau claire area to try to more or less give people that are coming to the show something more to do after the show in amongst Eau Claire and the surrounding area, um, whether it be restaurants or other business 
uh, you know businesses to explore so that that way um you know as you come you can you can enjoy more more of what we have in in the eau claire area versus it, than just the show itself we can uh, we've got a lot of a lot of nice dining areas a lot of nice hotels and other things to experience but there will be some pretty good entertainment on the grounds won't there yep and that i was just gonna say and and the other thing is we've uh, we've actually have Chris Cruzy coming in, uh, and he's going to around the lunch hour there. He's going to give a performance for all three days, so that'll be kind of a that'll be a pretty neat experience there uh, to go with with Chris. And then along with that, we we are going to have a raffle drawing for the show, and that is one of the prizes is is a private concert with Chris within so many miles of Eau Claire for, I, I believe it's an hour or maybe an hour and a half private concerts, you know, with up to, I, I don't know the exact amount of people, but, a, you know, a smaller crowd there. Um, but I mean, that, that, that's a pretty cool experience. So look for, uh, you know, look for some, you know, information coming, you know, as far as where to buy raffle tickets here shortly. So. How's exhibitor sign up going? It is going great, especially for, you know, for what we've gone through this last year. Um, we've got over 350 exhibitors, you know, that have already committed and, and locked in, and there's there's a couple dozen that we're still working with, finding space for them. So if there's anybody that wants to have a booth, I would go ahead and start signing up or or get it get in there because we could potentially fill up pretty quick here. Hey, not everything is going to be right at Tent City. There will be some opportunity to see other agricultural enterprises around the county, right? Yep. So we are going to um, we are going to have a tour that uh, you know a bus tour. So we're getting you know we're going to have buses there traveling around and and we and and same thing. It's going to be very COVID friendly, fifty uh, percent capacity on the buses. We're going to have protocols to clean the, clean the buses and that in between every tour. But the tour is going to start right there off, off Marsh or uh, Mitchell Road there in thirty seven, and it's going to go north up through Huntinger's uh, processing facility right there on 37 and 94 and can just go through, talk about where, where the raw product comes in and how it gets processed before it gets um, manufactured into the, you know, the, the, the food ingredients that everybody enjoys on their food or on, on their meals. And then from there, the bus will go down south uh, to Nellie's Holstein's kind of tour their facility. That's a newer freestall facility with some like a robotic feed pusher and a couple other uh, newer technologies to kind of showcase there and then from there it'll come as it's coming back it'll swing in through uh at ferguson's apple orchard and showcase you know a little bit about what they're doing there um and and then and head back to the showgrounds Uh, so it should be a very very thorough and and good tour that kind of showcases a lot of different food industry and like all big events like this we could use a little more help, right? Yes, that's uh, the big thing right now is we need volunteers. This show is, is purely run by volunteers. There's sign up on our website. And if, if you're looking to also have a booth, you can go on our website too. And the website is www.wifarmtechdays.org. And from there, you can go ahead and sign up for a volunteer or sign up for a for booths if you'd like one but we i mean we need volunteers and we need uh we need we need as many as we can to help run the show and the the nice thing about the show is 
is everything that this show brings in over and above the cost of running the show comes back to the community. It comes back to the Eau Claire area, the, the, the Chippewa Valley area. And, and with that, we, we, we also are looking for any sponsors, donors. We've got a lot of good opportunities to, to showcase and advertise for companies. Um, and, and so we, we'd like them to, you know, if you know, everybody to, you know, if they've got the ability to, you know, to help look at a sponsorship opportunity out there, you know, to help run the show. And, and then hopefully when we're all said and done, we'll be able to present back some, some grants or, or scholarships or, or what have you back to, you know, youth or agriculture in the area. We're waiting for it. The show will go on. Farm Technology Days in Eau Claire County, July 20th, 21st, and 22nd. Mike Gittner with us, president or chairman, I should say, of the executive committee. I'm Bob Bosold. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. I use prairie exteriors for roofing, metal siding, shingles, windows, doors, interior work very affordable they get the job done their workmanship excels most of the work i've ever seen improve the look and value of your property with one of the area's highest rated exterior companies prairie exteriors prairie exteriors now that's impressive good people prairieexteriors.com Minona Plumbing and Fire Protection A name you can trust when service is a must Monona Plumbing and Fire Protection is here 24 hours a day 7 days a week for all your residential and commercial plumbing services From installation, repairs, and maintenance to complete sewer and drain cleaning We've got you covered Visit MononaPFP.com Monona Plumbing and Fire Protection A name you can trust when service is a must at Unity Point Health Meritor, we believe what matters most is a healthy you. So when you need care, don't wait. Our clinics, emergency department, and hospital are here for you. We're safe and ready today and every day to get you the type of care you need when you need it. So whether you choose to see us in person or schedule a virtual visit, make sure to get the care you need. Schedule an appointment or visit us online. We're ready to see you now. Unity Point Health Meritor, a partner of UW Health. Know how much you matter to this world. Shopping for that special someone can be hard. You want to make sure that gift is perfect. Jewelry is always a great go-to because it lasts forever. Place to go, Goodman's Jewelers. They have the best prices, something for every budget. They have incredible quality jewelry, one-of-a-kind pieces, diamonds, engagement rings, traditional and modern styles, and you can customize your own. Something for a Badger Packer fan? Goodman's Jewelers has it. A true icon in Madison, the city's oldest full-service jewelry store, is your family. Goodman's Jewelers. If Mary had a little lamb, you can bet she'd talk to her about it. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. Time for your Compure Financial Ag Weather Update on a Monday. And time to bring us up to speed on what's happening out there. Stu Mucker, Ag Meteorologist, joining us live this morning. And uh, one thing that I didn't realize, some folks are waking up with a little bit of moisture out there this morning, huh, Stu? Yeah, that's right, Pam. It's dropped in out of the northwest and is pushing down toward the Madison area now. The radar indicating that rain, Sheboygan, Fond du Lac, Oshkosh, 
uh, just about in the Beaver Dam area and just starting to build into the Madison area. Some of the rain amounts I've seen indicate Eau Claire at eight hundredths of an inch. Here in the Fond du Lac area, a couple of reports, six hundredths of an inch, two hundredths of an inch at La Crosse, uh, Reedsburg at seven hundredths of an inch. Not a lot of rain, but there is that little band dropping through. A cool front is dropping southeast out of Canada and lines up from northeast to southwest Wisconsin. Now it will push further east and southeast in the day. I understand there's been a couple of snowflakes up around the Rhinelander area. So... That's something we have to keep in mind. Even with that front moving through the cold air that comes in behind it, maybe enough to sustain a little sprinkle or a flurry. That flurry, Eau Claire, and further north possible here later today. Otherwise, we're just talking about some light rain, a very small chance that may linger into the evening hours. I'd expect we try to break it up a little bit but stay a whole lot cooler. Another weak disturbance may again lead to a very slight chance of light rain or a few snowflakes late Tuesday or Tuesday evening, very light but those temperatures staying a lot cooler in the 40s the next several days, finally turning around toward the Thursday, Friday, and the weekend. When we stand a better chance to head back up into the mid or upper 50s, that's getting a little closer to normal by that time. You know, keep in mind, our normal's now very upper 50s and low 60s already. So this is going to be a cool way to start this week, a little damp as well. I'll have forecast details right after this. Everyone at the Wisconsin Soybean Marketing Board lives and breathes Wisconsin soybeans and can be your knowledgeable ally in the field and at home. With important grower alerts, timely production advice and industry news, and expert-generated grower research, we are the resource to help your crop and business thrive. Stay in the know and connect with the Wisconsin soybean community by finding Badger Bean on Facebook or by visiting badgerbean.com. Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. When you see water in your basement, it usually spells trouble. Some other insurance companies might leave you high and dry and not in the way you want. That's why Rural Mutual offers a limited water endorsement on their homeowner's policy to help cover flood, sewer backup, and sump pump coverage. Rural Mutual Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong. All righty, Stu, let's have that Compure Financial forecast for at least today. Absolutely. A little sprinkly shower activity in the southeastern half of Wisconsin this morning. A little drier in the northwest, mostly cloudy, but again, a slight chance of a sprinkle, maybe a stray snowflake a bit later today. Mid-40s for a lot of us, probably only about 42 or 43 at Eau Claire, the cool spot. The northwest winds 5 to 15, gusting near 30. Could be that sprinkle or a couple of stray snowflakes early tonight, mostly cloudy otherwise. Uh, a 30 in the south in the 20s further north, northwest winds 5 to 15. Mostly cloudy Tuesday, like I say, a slight chance in the afternoon of a sprinkle or a snowflake only in the very low 40s the northwest winds at 5 to 15 partly sunny wednesday a slight chance of an afternoon sprinkle mid 40s at least the northwest winds 5 to 10 and then pam glorious thursday some sunshine back in the 50s but it could be a little damped as we head toward the weekend are we expecting are we going to get back in the 60s here by the end of the week i mean you mentioned that's kind of where we're uh, supposed to be upper 50s there may be a stray 60 uh, there's just a lot of cool air coming in the jet stream it's not going to change in a real big hurry but it's not super soaking either no, no. Oh, no. Not that way for rain. No. All right. All right. Very good. Thank you, my friend. We'll catch up with you tomorrow. All right. We'll see you then. 
Stu Muck is our ag meteorologist with your weather details. And don't forget, it is a Compure Financial Monday. Compure Financial, your financial partner committed to agriculture and rural America. Visit Compure.com. You know, despite that weather forecast, Wisconsin Department of Natural Resources still reminding everybody that we are at extreme risk of uh, wildfires. So uh, be sure that you're checking in with authorities before you start any of that uh, brush burning this spring. It's still pretty dry out there. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. You're driving. You're lost. You're not sure which exit to take. A voice inside your head urges you to take out your phone and open the Maps app. You resist, but then the voice takes over and becomes the distractor. Hey, pal, you look a little lost. What the... You know your smartphone has GPS, don't you? Yeah, but I'm driving right now. Hey, dude. Yoo-hoo! I'm over here! I'm keeping my eyes on the road. Why don't you text your sister to see if she's texting? I know. I'll help. I've got a map. First, I'm safely pulling over. Second, I am done with this distraction. Not my portable hair dryer. No! Focus on driving, not the distractor. Visit witrafficsafety.org slash distracted driving for more information. Phone, find me a new driver. Get lost. Sponsored by the Wisconsin Department of Transportation. At Eastman Chemical Sun Prairie, they transform materials that improve your everyday life. Their technologies create innovative products and solutions with specialized molecules that make housewares more practical, medical devices more durable, cars and buildings safer and so much more. In short, their products matter because their employees do. Eastman Chemical is now hiring production operators. Start a new career at Eastman by applying online at eastman.com. Eastman Chemical, Sun Prairie. There are those who dedicate themselves to a sense of honor, to a life of courage, and a commitment to something greater than themselves. They have always defended this nation and each other. They still do. The few. The proud. The Marines. We've all taken new appreciation for our backyards. And if you want to continue to work on them, McFarland's is there to help. Fabulous farm babe Pam Yankee for McFarland's in the heart of Sauk City, 780 Carolina Street or online McFarland's.net. If you're looking at lawn care, look no further than the experts at McFarland's. Whether it's fertilizer, bug treatment or bird seed, greenhouse kits or seed, they're ready to help. McFarland's, 780 Carolina Street in the heart of Sauk City, online at McFarland's.net or 643-3321. Compere Financial helped us get into our forever home. They helped me expand more than acreage. And helped our dairy grow grow for the next generation. At Compure Financial, we see potential in every plan. Our focus on exceptional client experience is at the heart of everything we do, and our financial team will help make every step easy and convenient. See why our clients trust us to make their goals possible. Compure Financial ACA is an equal opportunity lender and equal opportunity provider. NMLS number 619731, copyright 2021, all rights reserved. 
Oh, you know me. Easy come, easy go. Tomorrow's another day. What's the big hurry? Are you kidding me? I have the patience of a goldfish. When I get an idea in my head, I like to let it simmer. Now that's a whopper. Good thing Lazy Boy in Madison has a warehouse full of furniture ready to deliver. Good things come to those who wait. Am I right? No. You're not right. There's a coffee table at Lazy Boy, and I have room for it in my living room now. Fine wine, a fresh bread, a chocolate souffle. But where are you going to sit and enjoy it? Lazy Boy has chairs, tables, and sofas in the store right now. Take time to smell the roses. That's what I always say. And I say a new vase and a new end table are a great way to enjoy those roses. Great-looking furniture ready to deliver from Lazy Boy. Lazy decorators love Lazy Lazy Boy Home Furnishings and Decor, Madison, East Springs Drive near East Town Mall. You rarely think about it, and it often goes unnoticed until your basement or building floods. A reliable sump pump can be a lifesaver, preventing flooding by detecting water levels and pumping the water back outside, away from your home or business. If your sump pump isn't functioning, contact your friends at Benjamin Plumbing. They can replace your existing sump pump, floats, and check valves. They'll even upgrade your current system to include a battery backup system. The battery makes sure your system continues to work in the event of a power outage. Away from home, receive pump activation alerts on your smart device. Enjoy peace of mind and improve the value of your property with an upgraded sump pump from Benjamin Plumbing. Hi, Dale Benjamin with Benjamin Plumbing. When we say your plumbing problem is fixed, we mean it. No excuses. I guarantee it. Contact Benjamin Plumbing at BenjaminPlumbing.com. Now you've got a friend in the plumbing business. Benjamin Plumbing. Craig Council is talking about yesterday what has you know come to fruition with the Cubs series, with you know the relief pitcher getting a three-game suspension, David Ross. Getting a one-game suspension and their like strategy coach getting a one-game suspension. So Craig talks about intent, right? Intent. What is the intent of the pitch? Obviously, Brandon Woodruff. We all can say didn't have intent to hit Wilson Contreras, correct? Yes. And you can say there was obvious intent that the Cubs relief pitcher, uh, what the hell's his name again? It's uh, Ryan Tapera had intent of throwing at Brandon Woodruff, right? You can say that was clear intent, right? Yeah, 100% there was intent on throwing at Brandon Woodruff, and I think you could even go a little bit farther the night before and say there was probably some intent on hitting Omar Nervaez. So here is Craig Council on intent. The hit-by-pitch is going to be part of the game. I I think we're not going to take the hit-by-pitch out of the game. That's the tricky part of this. But what we're trying to do is take the intentionally throwing at hitters out of the game. I think that's what we should be taking out of the game. It's kind of like an unwritten rule. Well, kind of an unwritten rule of baseball, right? Kind of an eye for an eye. I'm going to... I'm going to protect my teammates and of the opposing team, they're going to protect their teammates. And you had posed the question, do I think that there should have been people ejected. Yeah, immediately. Immediately. And the only one, in my opinion, that if if I'm looking at it, see, I answered the question from a guise of Major League Baseball. And you said, yes, there should have been. Yes. If I'm Major League Baseball and I truly want to put an end to this, yes, I am suspending the pitcher right when, or he should be ejected right from, the start right after he threw behind Brandon Woodruff. Yeah. If I'm major league baseball, because you, 
supposedly want to put an end to it. You want to stop things. And you want the health of your players. Obviously. And yeah, you don't want anyone getting hurt. Now I probably should come clean because <laughs> well you were saying that for the from the eyes of Major League Baseball yeah. brass and obviously if you are a Brewers fan you would like to see him ejected right away which you are a Brewers fan correct and correct and you would like to see them suspended going forth because you don't like the Cubs and you don't want to see them at a hundred percent you want to see them lose mm-hmm. so in those two different guises yes being the front office of Major League Baseball I'd like to see it. And as a Brewer fan, I'd like to see it. Now, me personally, in between the lines, I live for that stuff. That's why his name's Rowdy. I live for it. I absolutely Pain. was the guy that would never give an inch or never would be shown up. Are you like Clubber Lang and Rocky? Pain. Is that you? Minus the Mohawk? Yeah, minus the Mohawk. And the gold chains? Or the quotable. Pain. One word. I put in a food. So but yes, I I live for that. That's what gave me a little bit of an edge when playing. Always wanting to be the best. And then you kind of always wanted to be the best, always went out there 100%. But if someone was going to try and show you up, it just turned that 10 to an 11. Well, that's why you had a manager, right? That's why you have people above you that are like, hey, now, hey, now, hey, now. Let's ease up a little bit. That's why you have. That's why the Major League Baseball brass has to has to kind of step in and do something. I get it. Uh, here is more. So me personally, no, I wouldn't care if he got suspended or not because the next time I saw him, it would be, let's go. <laughs> it's a good old fashioned Donny Brook. It's we're probably going to be throwing at you. Oh, <laughs> I might be sliding in pretty hard at second base. <laughs> like it's it's going to become a little bit chippy, as they say. A little ch- a wee bit chippy. Here's Council. They're not going to change their pitching tactics, though. They're going to keep hammering inside the zone. The pitchers are trying to get hitters out where their weakness. That's This is scouting reports. This is um, hot zones and cold zones, and this is how pitching works, right? You, you throw to the places where you want to throw to the places where guys don't hit it. And hitters are good at covering some things and not so good at covering other places, right? And there's places in the strike zone that are a little tougher to get to. There's places in the strike zone, frankly, that are a little more dangerous to get to. So, I mean, Craig's not wrong. No, he's absolutely right. There's no way that you can only start to pitch to half of the plate. It's part of the game. Like, what, you know, when Brad Davison was taking all those charges for Wisconsin and you had some of the, like, Bomani Jones and some of the other talking heads coming after Brad Davison after the NC State game, they're like, this is atrocious. This is setting the game of basketball. I can't believe they're doing this. It's like, it's part of the game. Well, think about it. It's part of the game. You know how they say sports is basically a game of inches basically insert football basketball baseball it's a game of inches if your workout includes bailing hay and pitching pens then you'll be comfortable right here this is the midwest farm report with pam youngke not a bad week weather-wise cloudy skies for the most part we're going to hang around the mid 40s most of the week but bounce up into the mid-50s by the time we get to Thursday. I'm P.M. Yankee. Now, from the Landmark Services Cooperative Agri-News Desk, here's what's happening on a Monday. So today, the 19th day of April, this day in 1775, the American Revolutionary War actually began. The Battles of Lexington and Concord kind of signified the beginning of that uh, crossfire. On this day, back in 1987... First installment of The Simpsons is aired, and on this day in 1995, 168 people, including a lot of babies and children, died 
in the Oklahoma City bombing. Timothy McVeigh, considered the mastermind behind the attack, he was executed in June 2001. Oklahoma City bombing happened on this day in 1995. And now you know. Well, we want you to know that Wisconsin Congressman Ron Kind has heard from his constituents about the shortage of large animal veterinarians in rural communities. They're just as important as doctors and just as tough to get as high-speed Internet. So Kind has gotten proactive, trying to find a way where we can encourage those large animal veterinarians to come to rural communities and stay there. He explains the bill that he's introduced. My legislation, introduced on a bipartisan basis, will fill those gaps, create incentives to be able to recruit and retain good veterinary care in rural areas that are facing shortages right now. And this is crucial for production agriculture, the livestock industry, for families and the pests that they have in rural areas too. And this is one way through loan forgiveness and other grants to create those incentives to bring them into those hard-pressed areas and, and address the shortfall. That's Wisconsin Congressman Ron Kind. He says the Veterinary Medicine Loan Repayment Program is subject to a burdensome 37% federal withholding tax. Kind says that is limiting the number of wards that are available for qualifying veterinarians. Sometimes it's treated as income, and loan forgiveness would also be treated as reportable income, and we're eliminating that provision. It makes no sense to provide some relief only to tax them on the back end, and so my legislation would correct that, as well as providing more student loan relief for veterinarians who are starting their careers and would like to serve in these areas. Wisconsin's 3rd District Congressman, that's Ron Kine. The bill was co-sponsored by Republican representatives Adrian Smith out of Nebraska and Dusty Johnson out of South Dakota, along with Oregon Democrat Kurt Schrader. So again, we'll kind of keep an eye on how that moves along in Washington, D.C. It is again called the Veterinary Medicine Loan Repayment Program in hopes of trying to keep more of our large animal veterinarians in the rural countryside. Our friends in the rural countryside of Eau Claire County are getting ready to host the state's largest outdoor agriculture event, Wisconsin Farm Technology Days, and they're reminding people that they have their commemorative collector truck and trailer, semi-truck and trailer, that you can still put your order in for. It is basically a 164th semi-trailer and truck that has the Hunsinger Farms labels on the side. Uh, it's got all kinds of detail. $60 is the cost. They have a limited number of these uh, collector commemorative semi-truck and trailers, and they are going to be available for pickup at the show, or they'll drop ship them after the show. All of the orders must be in by the end of June. If you're interested in one of the commemorative collector uh, toy truck and trailers, you can jump on the WisconsinFarmTechnologyDays.com website and get your order in today. Markets and overnight electronic trade actually looking pretty good, to be honest with you. The grain trade especially. This morning as we get started, we've got December corn right now up 7.5 cents at 5.19. We've got November soybeans currently 9 cents stronger at 12.83. July wheat's up 7 at 6.62 a bushel. On Friday, we found out that USDA is going to introduce $400 million worth of what they call a dairy donation program, and that inspired our dairy markets to go up. Barrel cheese on Friday was up three and a quarter cents at 169. 40 pound block cheese, 
Four cents stronger on Friday to one seventy-eight. Double A butter was a little softer, down two and three quarter cents at a dollar eighty-five per pound. Now the May milk is unchanged overnight at nineteen oh four. June milk currently six cents higher at nineteen twelve. The July milk up nine cents at nineteen nineteen a hundredweight. Hey, if you are uh, in the market for beef bulls. The folks down in Oklahoma and Texas are saying be careful if you're buying breeding bulls from the south. They say what they found is after that brutal February winter uh, weather that they had where it was basically zero day after day after day, they are now finding some of their beef breeding bulls have been compromised as far as their uh, fertility is concerned. So just a word to the wise, if you're one of the folks that's uh, looking around, trying to get some new stock in, if you're looking at bulls that are coming out of the state of Texas, Oklahoma, anywhere where that February brutal weather could have impacted those animals, please make sure and have a fertility check done completely before those bulls are allowed to come to your farm. One of the animal scientists there, Mark Johnson, says that they could uh, kind of rebound back but uh, you still need to have that check uh, to make sure you know exactly what you're getting. This is the Midwest Farm Report with Pam Youngke. This is Jeff Dunn from Dunn's Import in Middleton. Let's talk about the 100,000-mile syndrome. All cars get it. Many systems last 100,000 miles, and then they need replacing. Timing belts, water pumps, valve cover gaskets, spark plugs, etc. This is a two dollars to $4,000 time frame in most cars' lives. Sometimes it starts at 90, sometimes it starts at 120, but it always happens. If you're buying used, keep this in mind when it comes to price and value. Call Dunn's Import in Middleton for a buyer's inspection first. Hit your camping season out of the park with Fathead's Country Campers. Fathead's lineup covers the bases with small, lightweight campers that you can pull with your SUV to toy haulers that let you load up the toys and head out into left field. Fathead's Country Campers doesn't play games. You'll get the best price on every camper, every time, with no hidden fees. Check them out just off I-94 and Lake Mills or at countrycampers.com. That's countrycampers.com. Monona Plumbing and Fire Protection is here 24 hours a day, seven days a week for all your residential and commercial plumbing services. From installation, repairs, and maintenance to complete sewer and drain cleaning, we've got you covered. Visit MononaPFP.com. Monona Plumbing and Fire Protection, a name you can trust when service is a must. The roofing, gutter, siding, and window team Transform the look of your home Superior service without compromising Online at PrairieExteriors.com Prairie Exteriors, now that's impressive Pam is the name. Farm speak is the game. This is the Midwest Farm Report 
with Pam Youngke. Don't forget tomorrow, John Heinberg, Market Advisor, Total Farm Marketing by Stuart Peterson is going to be joining us live for a quick market update. As we wrap it off on this Monday morning, I want to visit with a gentleman that is a frequent guest on the Professional Dairy Producers of Wisconsin Weekly Dairy Signal. His name, Dan Bossy. He is the president and eat economist at Ag Resource Company. He really focuses in on what's happening with agriculture, with our food suppliers, on not just a national basis, but a global basis. He was one of the special speakers during the Professional Dairy Producers of Wisconsin annual business session, and I had a chance to sit down and visit with Dan. He readily acknowledges he was one of the first people in the United States to react quickly when discussion started kind of out there as a rumor mill about COVID-19. Because of his worldwide connections, Dan had been hearing about that for a while, and he kind of retraces what he did personally in light of the pandemic and where he sees markets going now that the pandemic is starting to become less of an issue. Yeah, well, we started seeing from my friends uh, in China, and so I have a, a very strong loop with people in China, and they were starting to tell me about the severity of the disease, how it was actually causing deaths, and that this was going to be released. And when I saw a few cases in the United States, I kind of told my family, we need to stock up, that we do not know what this is like. And my mind was still back in the 1917 Spanish flu, and thinking about all of the deaths and looking at the death rates and the percentages within China, and it was a little scary to me at that point. Now, I tried to tried not to let my family know where I was, but we started to lay in a lot of food. I had my sons, I have three sons, and moved them back to the home virtually. And so we were all kind of self-contained. And then I had trips overseas. I started canceling from everyone at the end of February, March, because I wasn't going to Turkey. I didn't want to get trapped somewhere. And so um, uh, that's kind of how things came into our house. Now, my family makes fun of me a little today because they said, Dad, you had a whole room in a house with dry goods. And I did, but I was just very concerned. And I even bought like a half a steer, put a thing, you know, a freeze in her basement. I didn't know what the world is, and I wanted everybody to be safe. Well, you've got it now, that's for <laughs> sure. Tell me when you started to notice uh, people, groups, conferences starting to learn to live with the pandemic. I mean, you make your living uh, presenting all around the world, and as you said, Conferences get canceled. Dan's dance card starts opening up. How has that impacted your business model? Well, it's actually been strange. So, so conferences get canceled and we don't meet, but the, the, the virtual world just was yeah. turned on a dime. And so instead of doing meetings, I was doing seven or 10 Zooms and Teams uh, meetings a day. Uh, we were being contacted by various exchanges and organizations to help fill in. And so actually, strangely, we did more business than if we were speaking because I could do three speeches yeah. in a day rather than flying four days to Turkey and then coming back or maybe somewhere in Africa. So we have become very, very busy in terms of virtual conferences. I hope we get back to normal. I like people much better. Well, that's what I was going to ask you, though. Now that we know that we can work remotely. What is that going to do as far as agribusiness, not just agribusiness, but all business? Well, every time I go to the USDA, I have the same complaint. We need more bandwidth in rural America. It is that simple. We learned from this pandemic that as you go out to rural America, we just do not have the bandwidth. And I tell USDA, we, when 5G comes along and all the other things that need to happen, I want them to put a tower maybe in Bettendorf, Iowa, along with Chicago, Illinois, and then you know one and one so that we get into this technological world. Because Rural America, as it needed to get along with the, the, the virtual meetings and everything that was happening in schools, we just didn't have enough there. And so I hope this is a lesson to USDA and others that we need to really step up technology to rural America. 
I know that you're a student of history, so let's talk a little bit about your observations. Uh, spring of 2020 was particularly interesting. All of a sudden, our meat processing systems collapsed. We saw that uh, a lot of dairy processing collapsed. You know, if you are a student of history, what did you take away from that? What did you compare it to? Give me a little idea on, as an ag economist, what you were noting. Well, there's really nothing to compare it to because never before, we, we've had strikes, which would shut down a plant, but management was well aware of it and it never happened. But to shut plants down when COVID struck a meatpacking plant was highly unusual. And so I can't think back of something else historically that was similar to that. Uh, nonetheless, uh, you know, I think we now look at the kill floors and look at the processing lines and say, okay, you know, we shouldn't have people stacked on top of themselves with, with deboning knives. And so, you know, increasingly my packing client are looking towards mechanization of different things within the line to help them to the future. But relying on people in that industry was something that didn't work as well as it probably should have. And so I think there's risk there anyway of, the, of, of that going forward. Um, you know, I, I, as I think about the learning episodes of pandemic, we are probably going to have a few key meetings a year that we will go to. I don't think my travel schedule will be as busy because I think people now understand that information can be gathered to the same by not having meetings, but maybe doing it virtually. So it's going to be a combination of all of this above. But uh, getting back to agriculture, broadband and, and more bandwidth is something we all have to have. You know, the thing that I noticed is when shelves started going empty, when people started seeing milk being dumped, but I can't get more than a gallon, an appreciation for their food escalated. Um, is that still something that we can factor into the market? Is it creating new opportunities that we otherwise wouldn't have seen, Dan? I think the local consumer, as we look at the data, is, 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 is when you, everybody wants to buy local now. They want to treat their local producer better than they did before. And they understand the food system, I think, a little more broadly. Um, the choke point, of course, being not so much at the farm, but being, as you say, at the processor. And so this is something that they're looking at. And I get calls uh, in Chicago from organizations, and they all want to buy dairy products locally. There's not a lot of creameries and a lot of other things nearby here. But this is the theme and thesis that we're going to get away from the behemoths and probably dial it down to more localized production so that there's not just five or six packers that kill all the animals. Uh, we need to have more uh, uh, spacing, if you will, of that mechanization. But with that will come costs to the consumer. The good news is we look at U.S. food prices relative to disposable income. It's only about 6%. So if I look at other countries that are in the 12 to 14% range, consumers can still step up if they want to buy local and pay more. So with all the volatility we saw in 2020, a lot of farmers didn't know whether they were going uh, forward or backward or just standing still. And the influx of federal government monies uh, kind of put on rose-colored glasses in, uh, to a certain extent. Give me your projections. What do you see developing now in 2021? And maybe cautionary words on what to be mindful of. Well, we're not going to be running to our mailbox as much as we used to for those checks uh, because those checks won't be coming as frequently. We will, uh, according to the USDA, get still about 20 or $21 billion of assistance. And I think that will come down more to a regular, oh, let's call it 9 or $12 million billion somewhere as we look to 2022 and beyond. So we as American farmers have to rely more on the markets and more on regularity. I do think that the Biden administration will still look favorably at the Farmers for Food Box program that's being talked about now. We think maybe that'll come back. I think you'll include maybe cheese and butter in this box. Um, but uh, I, I do believe that we need to get off the sugar high of government aid and get on to more of the market aid of what is the opportunities are there. 
in saying that, I think it's relatively bright. Assuming our friends in China continue to buy as they are, 27 billion last year, we're looking at 43 billion this year. If we can do another phase two of the phase one, I get very optimistic for American agriculture. Probably the biggest thing we need to do in the year ahead from a policy perspective is to get that second year of the agreement signed next January or February, somewhere in that time frame. Tell me what you hear in China, because again, we all know African swine fever devastated a, a big part of their uh, pork production, and they depend a lot on pork. Uh, animals need feed. What are you hearing from China? Are they building their own infrastructure to be able to walk from a lot of these world markets? Well, I, you know, the Chinese always want to be self-sufficient, but they, they, they learned a long time ago, like in a crop like soybeans, which is very water intensive and also now corn, that they're probably not going to be there. So the Chinese have, uh, have banned f food waste within hog feed, 30 million metric tons, and this has caused them to move to the corn market and buy substantial amounts. We think China will buy 30 to 40 million tons of corn annually, which takes another 10 or 12 million acres globally to feed that, uh, to feed that extra demand. That being said, as you think about the Chinese, I, I just think as their standards of living are increasing, they will always be a customer for U.S. ag goods. Now, uh, policy and politics play big into this, as we saw within the Trump administration. I know people like to bash the Chinese. It's popular in Washington here today. But for American agriculture, they are our friends taking the largest amount of goods of any importing country. And if we make it up to $43 billion this year, as I expect, it's going to have a tremendous impact, not only on dairy, but beef and, and other species. You know, people don't realize this, but within the last 18 months, China has become the world's largest beef importer. They didn't like to use beef, but as COVID struck within China and we had ASF for pork that took their hog numbers down, they were forced to reach out to other proteins. Today, if you talk to the Chinese, they prefer U.S. beef, and so it's going to be something that will be more regularly served on their tables. And what about their diet relative to dairy? Well, on dairy, it's improving dramatically, too. They're also trying to expand their dairy herds, obviously, which is going on. But as you think about the Chinese, I mean, it's more of a powder market. Right now, the Chinese are taking tremendous amount of whey to feed their piglets, and I don't see that changing. In fact, we think uh, whey prices could still rally another 25 or 30 percent because of Chinese demand. So that will be ingrained and keep that going. But I do believe, as you get the, the Chinese coming back, they will have more of a, a palate, if you will, for cheese and, to a lesser degree, fluid milk. So you are bullish 2021 for dairy. I am bullish on the prospects of export demand. When we talk about dairy, we still have the problem of U.S. dairymen are producing too much milk. So there you go. That's Dan Bossie. He is the president and an economist for Ag Resource Company and a frequent guest on the Professional Dairy Producers of Wisconsin Weekly Dairy Signal. And by the way, this week on the Dairy Signal with the Professional Dairy Producers of Wisconsin, tomorrow there'll be focused in on proper manure management with Kevin Erb. On Wednesday, they'll be focused in on what's going on in California, requiring dairy farmers there to cut methane production by 40% by 2030. And Thursday, a farmer panel is going to be discussing how they are taking care of their baby calves. You can find more pdpw.org. Have yourself a dandy Monday. We'll catch up with you tomorrow morning.